Hello, everybody, and welcome to the unofficial Elder Scrolls podcast. I am your technically challenged host, as always, Pylon, and it's another Wednesday uh, show because we've had some technical difficulties and other difficulties going on this week, so we'll get talking about those a little bit later. Um, but we do have a good show for you tonight. We've got a lot of things to go over, and we've got a pretty big topic as we're going to dig into all of the uh, Creation Club items because we we talked about doing this last week and we're like you know what let's just do it we can actually talk about it so we've also got a couple other faces with us that we didn't have on monday when we started the show um but everybody is here now so below me we have returning guests from i know you're on the eu podcast i think you've been on this one once before is that correct sarthus yes Yes. once i was here excellent so for anybody um, oh so go ahead i think it was the only time i've ever been on uh no, it was two times I've been on Twitch. Once uh, with uh, Legends. Yes, when we did Le- the Legends. Yes. <laughs> I remember this now. So, for anybody who may not know you, do you want to introduce yourself for any of the new listeners or old listeners that haven't is- listened to those episodes? <laughs> so, I'm Sarthas. I'm... Uh, <clears throat> I, uh, I started uh, a lot with the wiki. Currently, I'm uh, not much motivated doing uh, <laughs> many things. I do a lot of uh, modding in Skyrim. Currently, I have like uh, three projects active. Oh, nice. <laughs> awesome. And I try just to keep track of all the things I start and want to do. That's a challenge in itself 90% of the time, yep. just being like, hey, I started this thing, I should probably finish it one day. Six years later. <laughs> Six years later, hey, I should probably finish this thing. Awesome, well, great to have you on the show again, Sarthas, and you're always welcome back. In the middle, playing Skyrim, I believe, we have AKB. AKB, do you want to let everybody who may not know who you are, know who you are? I'm AKB. I'm an admin for the UESB. I also am on this. I do our social media, and that's it. That is all. Nothing else that's happens. As Literally as nothing possible. else. Yeah, that was very quick. I like it. It was good. Um, and then we have Alara as well, who has made it this week. Mm-hmm. We're happy to have her back after on and off for a couple of weeks. So you made it two days in a row, even though yep. the first day was a complete failure. <laughs> but do you want to let everybody yep. know who you are? Yeah, I'm Alara, and um, I do a little bit of everything on the USB, including admining the forum and Discord, and editing the wiki. Awesome. And last but certainly not least, we have Kiz, who is, is this your fourth week in a row? Oof. Third it's or fourth? A few now. Yeah, it's been a few in a row, as our token uh, Brit, as I think uh, Baratron's been busy with a few things, so we can only ever have one Brit on at a time, otherwise I'm pretty sure the world ends. It's it's a pretty interesting time to be streaming. Yeah, as it's at two, two in the o'clock morning. in the morning. Yeah, we've got Sarthus at three a.m., you at two a.m., and I'm just wondering how you guys are even still awake. Great difficulty, I believe, is the answer. Do you have to work in the morning? Uh, no, so I'm. That's good. Technically, Me not neither. Work. So that's the reason I'm here. Yes, Sarthus, because you couldn't come on Monday, because you but you have tomorrow off, I believe. So. Yes, I am having the whole week off, but I did work on Monday, so uh, I could have could have come, but I was too tired to uh, <laughs> come with having being awake since uh, six a.m. 
That's completely fair. It's too much. Yeah, that's completely fair. Seems reasonable. Awesome. Well, why don't we pop over and talk about what we've been up to for the past little while? I don't know if my neighbors are being too loud so I can put push stock on. <laughs> we will do that. So this is the segment that we uh, like to call the Scholarly Pursuits, where we kind of discuss the different things in the Elder Scrolls we've been up to for the past little while. Um, so why don't I start with what I've been up to, since that'll probably be the most um, relevant for the actual podcast itself. Um, so in Elder Scrolls-related news, I finally but after much deliberation Skyrim on the Switch which I've been playing a ton and by a ton How I many mean, copies is that now? This is my fourth copy. I bought This is what we call burying the lead in the news biz. Right? Right. Um <laughs> so I bought it originally for Xbox 360 and then I bought it again for PC and then I got it again for the special edition because I didn't have all the DLC, so I didn't get it for free. And then I bought it now for Switch. So I have four copies of Skyrim, which is just so much fun. Um, no, but it actually is a lot of fun. I've been able to play kind of on the go a little bit, which has been nice, uh, which I will let you know why in the following seg- segment of the Scholarly Pursuits for me. Um, so it's been nice getting back into it. I forgot that... Um, like I just I've forgotten everything about Skyrim. It feels like a completely brand new game. Like I remember some of it, but like I was ran into like the what is it Barrow Falls? We were talking about it. Like Falls Bleak Barrow. Falls Bleak Barrow. Falls Barrow. That's the one. I can never <laughs> yes. remember the name for it. But I yeah, went some in of the there. words, right? <laughs> yeah, I knew the words were in there somewhere. Uh, but I ran in there without talking to anybody in town or anything like that, and did the Dragon Claw quest. And then I get back to town, and then, uh, was it Camilla is her name? I can't even remember. Carmilla. Carmilla, yeah. She wouldn't talk to me, because I didn't talk to her first before doing the quest, because it's like, hey, this isn't supposed to happen. So she, like, wouldn't talk to me. So it's been fun. I've been, I think I'm going to play the game and just have straight, just do the main quest, and just go through and see if I can get the main quest done again so that I can actually remember what happened. Because <laughs> it's been eight years, I think, since I've actually played it. So, because I did like, I played it for about a year after it came out, like, solidly and put a ton of time in, and then I didn't really ever touch it again, so. What else has happened since Monday? Well, since on Monday, uh, <laughs> we were struggling with some audio issues with the podcast, so I was doing the recording and nobody could hear what any of the guests were saying, which was fine for me, because then I could be talking, but nobody else did. So I decided, you know what, we'll do a little bit of troubleshooting, I'm going to install a audio plugin. I've used it before many times that lets me reroute the audio around. So I was like, okay, this should be fine. I can reroute the audio. Everything will be good. And it says, okay, we've installed this plugin for you. Please restart your computer. I went to uh, restart my computer and it got stuck in a boot loop. Hooray! For 12 hours? And then I finally got it out of the boot loop and I thought I fixed it. So the next morning I came up and I got it out of the boot loop, fixed it, went to reinstall the operating system and restore a backup. And then the boot loop happened again because apparently I didn't quite fix it. So I just got it 
up and my computer up and running again this morning. So I've been computerless since Monday at like nine. So it's been 48 hours. I'm finally back on the computer. Everything's working, but I was planning to have it fixed last night. And then I got in a car crash, which was just awesome. I was driving home from work and somebody decided to run a red light and they swerved into me and then continued to drive away because they're jerks. So lesson, don't drive away from a car crash. It's awful. So I had to spend all night last night dealing with that. So that was a lot of fun. I'm shaking my head no for all the audio listeners because it was awful. It was so stressful and super annoying. And now I have to deal with that for the next few, like probably the next couple of weeks while I'm dealing with that. Like the front, it was, it was kind of scary too because I got hit and instantly like freak out because I was like, oh my gosh, I just got hit. And they crumpled in a good chunk of the driver's side of the car. And then I went to get out to see what the damage was, but I couldn't actually open the driver's side door anymore. I wasn't super injured, which is good. Um, just a little bit stiff and sore from like the kind of the shock and the jarring, um, but otherwise pretty good. But like I was trying to get out of the car and I was like, oh, the door doesn't open anymore. And then everybody drove away. Like nobody stopped to see what happened or take care if of you were okay so, or anything. Yeah, no one stopped to see if I was okay, which made me super infuriated. Um, but everything was okay. I got the car taken to the reporting center, dealt with the police, did all the police report, dealing with the insurance now. So. It's been a hassle. It hasn't been a great week. So first my computer crashes, then my car crashes. So we're hoping for no more crashes this week. That's our like rule. There's no more crashes for Pylon. Um, but what the one thing is I did get to play on Skyrim while I was waiting at the... Um, you just uh, happened to have your Switch with you when you went. <laughs> I keep my Switch with me now because it's so small. I just like throw it in a bag with me. and Actually, I put it in my gym bag half the time when I go to work. Um, so I had it with me, so I was playing a little bit of Skyrim while I was in the waiting there, because it takes forever to do anything, so that was nice, at least. There's the one positive for the podcast, but yes, so apologies if anything happens tonight. I I, I tried. We hope that it's working, uh, but I don't know what else will be going on. Other than that, it's been crazy busy. It's that time of year where nobody, I think, has that much free time, so... I've been, other than Skyrim on the Switch, I haven't really touched Elder Scrolls Online. I didn't get any Legends. I didn't get my free 3600 Soul Gems in Legends, which was annoying. I can't figure out why, so I have to send Did it Did you not figure template. out how to claim those in the end? No, or it never worked. Post about it. it never worked. Yeah, I saw the posts, mm. I tried it all, but none of it actually worked. So, <laughs> dealing with that, and then, yeah, I played a little bit of Blades, but not too much. It's been pretty low-key. But let's move on to somebody that might have some more fun news. I'm going to leave Alara for the end because she has a lot. And I mm-hmm. want to talk about those in a bit. So why don't we jump over to AKB. AKB, what have you been up to? What have I been up to? Uh, so I was up in Canada the other day. What? And I ran a red light. <laughs> and this guy came out of nowhere and I totally scraped up his car. So I got the hell out of there. I'm laughing, but I'm furious inside. Uh, it's actually funny because the car that hit me, because I didn't get a license plate because they drove, they floored it away as soon as like the accident happened. So I didn't get a license plate, but the car looked like a friend of mine's car. And I was like infuriated. I was like, Spencer, this was you. I know it wasn't him, <laughs> but that was instantly where my brain went. Cause I'm like, that looks like your car. 
Um, so yeah, it could be we're not well, friends anymore. Uh, no, just been working on my various USB projects. I've also been streaming uh, you a have, bit more, which has been nice. Filling in the it gaps. has been nice. Been going pretty good. I've seen some familiar faces from the stream, so I appreciate you guys being here tonight too. Yeah, and beyond that, well, I actually didn't go to Canada. I haven't gotten in any car wrecks. My computer still works, thankfully. So overall, I consider myself really lucky. And I just felt so bad when I heard that news, man. I was not impressed. It was, it, yeah, it's been a rough week. Because I was spent, I was up late too, like working on the computer, trying to fix it, and just getting everything working. And it's a new computer too, so I'm hoping it's not actually a hardware issue, and that it's just a matter of like a little bit of a configuration glitch. And I've got it fixed now, but I'm really hoping I don't have to like send it in to get fixed, which will be a giant pain. Like, but so that's kind of where I am. I'm going like, well, I don't really have any news to compete. <laughs> don't compete I don't think with anybody that. has gotten used yeah. to compete with that. There's no competing with that. Just don't compete. <laughs> Just be happy. Uh, but I'm glad nobody else was in a car accident. That makes me very happy. So you may notice me if I'm like stretching weird while you're watching the show. It's because I'm super, my entire left side is like super stiff. So you may notice me stretching and doing some weird things during the show. So just ignore me. Um, but people we shouldn't ignore would be Sarthus. Sarthus, what have you been up to? Well, I um, have been working on uh, Skyrim mods a lot. What are the mods the... you're working on, can I ask, or is it secret? Uh, well, uh, one of the mods I have all already released, it's um, nothing special, but it creates uh, one-handed hammers in uh, for Skyrim. They are stat-wise, they are maces, and from the model, they are like squished together Warhammers. Oh, very cool. And since I've released that, I've already started two other projects. <laughs> <laughs> Get one thing finished, start two things up. Exactly. I um, was... I'm uh, tr starting to overhaul my um, randomly distribu distributed items mod. And also working on something on um, locations for Radiant Quests. So That is the one downfall of the Switch, is the fact that I can't mod it or put any like Creation Club stuff on it. That's the only downfall of it so far. Does it even have Creation Club? Oh, no. It doesn't have Creation Club, no. Did you get the Legends of Zelda stuff on it yet? No, because I don't actually know how. I think I have to go find it in the game. Um, there's at the top of the Throw of the World. There's a chest. Also, if you have any amiibos, yeah. um, you there's um in the magic menu you can there's a thing you can select and then it'll tell you to like tap the amiibo to your controller and oh. then I don't it'll have, have a chest here in yet. the game. I need to learn about these. Is there a Dragonborn amiibo? No, there's no Skyrim ones. <laughs> That's unfortunate because I really wanted one. Because I've had if you go to our, uh, back here that I can put amiibos yeah. on. It, if you go to the page on this uh, wiki, which I will link in the chat, that's about the Switch version. It tells you kind of what the different ones are, what they'll get you. So I will link that. Sweet. I will read up on I that. I made most of that page, so. 
<laughs> so you're like, finally, the fruits of my labor. <laughs> yep. To share it. Awesome. Anything else you've been up to recently, Sarthas? Um, yes, I start, I've uh, started a new playthrough of Skyrim. Ooh, that's it's exciting. Awesome. You and I can race. <laughs> because it's been uh, a long time since I actually played it. I mean, I've been in there a lot of time, but only... You're Go doing in? stuff. Yeah, that's like kind of what I've I've opened the game in the past <laughs> eight years and I've done stuff and looked up stuff specifically like, oh, console command, teleport here, see what's actually here and like looked around and stuff like that. But actually like played through nonstop, like kind of just like going through. I haven't done. Yeah. I mean, mostly is going in, try a mod, see it doesn't work, load yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah, or it's like uh, Morrowind where I like final. I go like, oh, I'm gonna get this open. I'm gonna get everything working, and then uh, by the time I'm done modding it to actually be able to play it, I'm like, I don't actually want to play anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am. I also got a new computer recently, so uh, yeah. I'm... I think I was working on that with you in Discord. <laughs> yep. Technical support Thanks. by yeah. Discord. <laughs> I do a Thanks decent again amount. for your help. I it's... do a decent amount of technical support on Discord. I've discovered. <laughs> awesome. It's working fine so far. Um, I just have to set up, especially Morrowind, with all the uh, graphics extender stuff, and uh, some later. That's not too at bad. Least, at least I have Skyrim in a way where I have uh, lots of mods, which I am happy with. Awesome to hear. Well, Kiz, what have you been up to? I have, just like Sarfers, I built a computer over the weekend. Well, shrunk one, technically, in the wash. <laughs> Ish. Went ITX for the first time. That's very which nice. Was I love interesting. ITX builds. Well, we have like the same case, I think, so. It, it, it was not as tricky as I thought it was going to be. No, it's actually pretty nice. So, it was. it's a very good case to build in for doing one. It looks a lot like that, but I cheaped out and got the handleless version. I mean, if you can just screw it. You can buy the handle separately and screw it in. But look how little it is. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, this is a great <laughs> little case. If anybody wants to build, if you like to do, like, LAN parties or anything like that, I really suggest. It's a Silverstone ML08, I believe is yes. the model. It's fantastic. Excellent for building in. Full-size graphics cards. Fit. That's a kitty. <laughs> yeah, there's a kitty. Uh, other than that, floating around the wiki, actually did some uh, Creation Club wikiing oh. in the last week with yeah. uh, another editor. Filled out all the data tables for the Saints and Seducers. Uh, other than that, not much. Poking around in the Discord. Awesome. Well, Alara, do you want to... I thought she... You know what? I think... Alara's news, all of her scholarly pursuits can compete with mine. Because hers are really cool and good news. <laughs> mine was all terrible stuff. This is actually like, it's like, oh, this is interesting and cool and people are going to be mm -hmm. happy about it. So why don't you let everybody know what you've been up to. <laughs> Alright, so one thing I missed uh, last time, I had last time I'll, uh, shown the jewelry that I gotten from the Bethesda store. I forgot the other thing I ordered, which is a uh, Stormcloak bottle opener for Dryer Magnet. Skyrim belongs to the Nords! <laughs> <laughs> so, Does it uh, connect to anything, or is it just like a standalone one that you like keep in a drawer? 
Um, it's a refrigerator magnet. Oh, it's so. a magnet. Oh, cool. Yep. So, nice and handy. Very cool. Looks cool. Um, as far as gameplay, I uh, have been playing quite a bit of ESO. I finished both the Dragon. I forget what is it? Dragon Guard or Dragon Hold? Whatever that Dragon DLC is. Hold? The DLC Dragon, Dragon Guard is the institution. Okay. The, well, the DLC I finished the main quest line and also the Morrowind main quest line finally. Oh, nice. And uh, I've gotten into Skyrim Pinball, so I've gotten as far as um, looking for the Greybeards. I was stuck in the Bleak Falls Bar quest so long, but finally I beat that today. <laughs> oh, I actually um, started playing as well. I yeah, Hoss just got us all into that. <laughs> so, I um, think I'm at the throat of the bird or something. Nice. Yeah, I can get. I think the farthest I've gotten is to Frost Troll, but I think that was in like one of the matchup games and I ran out of time or something. But yeah, I'm just glad to get past Bleak Falls Barrow. That was annoying. And um, so, my other news then. Um, so, Loot Crate had an Elder Scrolls crate that they um, made available sometime last year. And now it was really, really delayed. I think it was supposed to be first available in March of this year. But then, like, a different company bought them, and they're switching over, and stuff got delayed. So the, they originally were supposed to release this one, then um, after March they delayed it to August. And it finally came uh, this past week. Yes, so. I very much don't recommend, for any circumstance, no matter how cool this stuff looks, giving your money to Loot Crate. AKB oh. had a bad experience, just to if clarify for everyone. If it's a different company now, who knows? Yes, but I still haven't gotten my money back. I still haven't even gotten this crate. Oh, they said they've delivered it. I thought it was cancelled already. It wasn't. We had this argument last time. We did. Ha- well, no, we didn't have this argument on air, though, so it didn't happen. <laughs> I remember it happening. All right. Glitch in so. the Matrix. <laughs> so let's see Here's... what's all in this box. Oh, the box yeah. looks really cool. Yeah. So it, it's like the ESO map because you can see see really faintly around the edges. It's got like the circle and Artem oh, yeah. and stuff. Also pretty neat. They have the shadow mark for loot on the side. Very cool. <laughs> uh, yeah, inside the Skyrim logo. So one of the things was the shirt I am wearing, which is a blade shirt. That's so cool. I'm not sure how well I can see it. Let me look at my... Screen here. You can see it pretty okay, well. Yeah, I think you can see it. Um, That's also, a nice shirt too. I love the I love an off-center logo on a shirt. I don't know yeah, why. It, I'm it just a big fan of to, Yeah, kind of figure out like, am I looking at this right? But yeah, there's also a really thin uh, hoodie, bright green, and it's got um, yeah, Elder Scrolls like on the pocket. There's the logo. That's so. And then, I love a thin hoodie. Oh, I'm very jealous of the oh. fact that. Alora actually got something for her money. <laughs> uh, Elder Scrolls Online pin. It's kind of plastic with like a metal like backing on it. Very cool. Um, this, I think, is probably the best quality thing in the uh, crate. It's a little figure of a uh, Deja helmet. Oh, that's so... Oh, I'm so jealous. <laughs> and then also I had a... Ordering one. <laughs> I'm putting that uh, on my little Christmas insert list right with now. Code on the back for uh, Le- Legends. So this is to advertise for the Jaws of Oblivion expansion, which came out in October. Is it a free pack? Um, it was. It ended up being seven free packs for the previous Ooh. expansion, which is Alliance War. 
Seven free packs is not bad. Yeah, that's pretty good. I wasn't expecting that. I was expecting it to be like one or two. So, yeah, that was pretty cool. So, yeah, that was the first uh, look. Oh, yeah. Oh, one more thing, too. A little cloth uh, map for Elder Scrolls Online. It seems to be, um, it doesn't have like Merkmire or any of elsewhere on it. So, it's like as of last year. Hmm. But. Interesting. Now, I did do remember that back when I first pre-ordered this, they had a thing where if you did all four like crates in the year at once, you would get like a little USB soul gem lamp. Yes. And no, I didn't get that. I heard rumors that they had canceled it. I have no idea. I heard that as well. I yes. was. Uh, I'm disappointed if that's true. I, t- I mentioned it to you, and it was because someone directly asked them through. I want to say social media, mm. and they responded, "No, no one's getting it." Mm. That stinks. I hope they give us something else. I doubt it. <laughs> please, 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 do not give this company money. They are just awful. This wasn't just like a one-time thing. This has apparently been happening to everyone for more than a year. It had been, yes. So I can't necessarily say for sure that the new company is still as broken and bad as the old one was, because that is definitely confirmable that they were in very rough shape. But yeah, I would say they need to kind of earn the trust again before before buying it. Like, you already spent the money on it, so there's not really much you're going to do if you've already ordered it. But I don't know about ordering new ones. You might be. Wait and see when the next one comes out, I think, before... Anybody should be going and ordering anything. Yeah, right now in my um, uh, for the crate it says that the uh, okay, I think I closed the tab, but this was supposed to be the August one, so then the next one is supposed to be uh, I believe November, which is going to be delivered at the end of December, and then next one February going to be delivered in February. And the themes, um, this one was quest, and then the next one is guild, and then the February one will be divine. So it'll be interesting to see what they have for that. Awesome. Was there anything else that you have to show off? Or? Nope, that's everything. That's everything. Well, maybe then we'll get moving over to talk about the news. So we don't have a ton of news to go over tonight, but we do have a little bit to talk about. Um, First out, um, because of all the problems I had this week, I'm going to leave the calendar contest open for live viewers or audio uh, listeners for another week, just because I didn't have a chance to actually, I was going to post it on Twitter and share it with a few other people, but I didn't get a chance to. So I'll post it in the chat, but as well. Anybody who is listening, you can go to the link that'll be in the show notes for the podcast um, or check my Twitter account or check the Discord for different places to win. Um, So you can go and sign up there. The password you will need to enter is Rootworm, which is all one word, Rootworm, which is Lost in Hyrule's favorite, favorite thing in lore, I believe. So make sure you go there and get your chance to win a UESP calendar. Um, well, since Alara, since you've been playing so much ESO, do you want to go over a little bit of what has been happening in ESO for the past week or so? So the uh, Dawn of the Dragon Guard event has been live, um, and basically what's involved in that one is you can 
earn uh, double drops for, uh, and also event tickets for defeating a dragon in uh, each part of elsewhere, southern or northern. Um, if you defeat the final boss in the Wrath Zone or Scalebreaker Dungeons, or any or a boss in the Sunspire Trial, that will also count for uh, either the north or south ticket if you haven't gotten one for the day. You also get double rewards for harvesting resource nodes. And, of course, the uh, Pure Snow Indrik berries are on sale. Um, three of them are available now because the Undunted event was supposed to be the second, but since that one had um, been postponed, I mean, the berry's still available. So, yeah, there's three of them now. Yeah, so we're still waiting on one more before you can get yep. the new. And this event goes until uh, Monday at 10 a.m. East time. Monday the 9th. So, some of the other news for ESO. Um, this year, they've had, uh, since this is the season of the dragon, they've had a series of the cinematic trailers. And so, the final one will be uh, shown during the Game Awards on December 12th. Yeah, that's and awesome. I'm not sure what time. Does anyone have that I at have all? No it wasn't about. It didn't say what time. I yeah, it didn't say in their original tweet. During the award show. Um, but yeah, we've been waiting for that for a while because they showed it. Was it E3, I believe? When they showed the original, yeah, the, yeah, the original. I, or no, well, no, the, no. I think the original. The first one was during the first one was the, the announcement of yeah. Yeah. Then the second one was during E three, so E3. the final chapter. Um, I'm curious what it's going to be. If it's going to be a tease for next season, or if it's going to just be a wrap up of the current season, kind of what they're going to do. So, it'll be exciting to kind of see what they're going to be. I'm excited. I'll be watching. Uh, yeah, so make sure you tune into the Game Awards. I think ESO is also up for, is nominated for a couple of the awards as well. I think the, what's the one? It was um, the one award. It's like a project of passion or something like that for like a game that's been running for more than like four years that still receives updates and stuff like that. It's an award in that one. Um, and I think, I think the Elsewhere expansion is nominated for MMO of the Year. So that'll be exciting to see. Yep. And the last thing really for that is they released their Crown Star Showcase for uh, uh, December. And I will link that in the chat here. Awesome, yeah. There seem to be a lot of cool things in there. I didn't actually get a chance to go too in-depth into reading all of them, but there was a few little kind of neat things. But again, I haven't been in ESO for quite a while, so I'm kind of missing out on a lot of the different things. Um, I have been making sure to go in and get all my statuettes, though, the ESO Plus statuettes, because mm -hmm. that's, like, I have to. I can't let those things go by. They're free. Exactly. I'd just be so sad if I didn't get them each time. Um, awesome. We have a little bit of Legends news. There wasn't really too much. Um, I guess I should note that, I don't know, did we talk about it last week, where because of the change to the mechanic of Invade, they gave everybody 3,600 gems. Yeah, I don't think we talked about it. I don't it, think we did. But, but there's no me. way we're going to get through this without mentioning the Hexa Gauntlet. <laughs> Isn't that <laughs> the greatest name for an event <laughs> in Legends? They're just like, oh, we've had the mini gauntlet, the micro gauntlet. Uh, what's next? Someone just like in a room is like, Hexa Gauntlet! Everybody <laughs> jumps out of their chairs and probably started cheering and then like smacking chairs over each other's heads because that's what happens in the gauntlet so yeah so akb do you want to explain what the hexagauntlet is 
Uh, you get fewer cards, and but you can choose six of each card. And do we know if the fu- the full collection's unlocked for everybody, right? Yes. Because yeah. yes. there's no way I have six of every card that I would <laughs> want to play because it'll take forever. Um, yeah, it, you're not supposed to have more than three. To. You can. There's a few cards that I've had. You're more not than supposed to have more than three. Soul though. gem out, but yeah. And if um, you participate, you will get a uh, for each run. You'll get one uh, alternate art copy of Unstoppable Unstoppable Rage, and that's the one that uh, the friendly creature deals damage to equal to its power to all of the creatures in its lane. It's an action. Cool. Yeah, so nice art on that. And it's a premium, is it not? Or is it just alternate? Uh, the alternate ones are all premium, I yeah. believe. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then each run costs three event tickets or 500 gold, um, up to three maximum runs. So it starts on December 6th, which is tomorrow? Nope, two days from now. Day after. Friday. Um, and then it's over at For 12. me, it's tomorrow. For you, it's tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, you silly guys across the pond. Um, yeah, so that's really all we have in Legends news. Uh, just a quick little update. There was a new beta test going out for Blades, um, but we're actually unaware if it's under NDA or not, so we're just not going to talk about any of the content of it, but it's actually pretty cool. No, the nobody that, really knows, but yeah. it's out there at least. Yeah, we have no idea if we're allowed to talk about it, so we're not going to, but we're going to talk about the fact that it exists and say, yay, it exists. I believe it's iOS at the moment. I'm not aware mm-hmm. of an Android one that's out. I don't know for sure, no. I think I saw something about an Android one, but I don't know. Anyways, hopefully next week it'll be released and we can talk about it. So Yeah, also I guess uh, while we're talking about Blades and iOS, it um, the iOS App Store put Blades in their uh, Best of 2019 Blockbusters Reborn category. Oh, very cool. Awesome. Well, And I, I guess Trends of the Year as well, yeah. Oh, that's cool. I didn't realize it was in there either. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's a good time to move over and start talking about our topic for the day. Oh, and oh. And I just realized I forgot to update the bumper because it was left because I updated it last on Monday to be all the right things. And then I forgot that I had to roll back my PC to a week before. So we're not talking about burnout again. We're all burned out on that topic. What we are <laughs> going to talk about is Alara is going to tell us the other thing that she forgot to finish at the end. <laughs> yeah. So another uh, award that played Scott was for the Google uh, play best of it uh, was a winner in the best innovative category. Oh, very cool. It is very different from a lot of mobile games from like a graphic perspective. So mm-hmm. I think that's pretty cool. Uh, but no, tonight, as promised, we are going to talk about the Creation Club. Um, kind of what we're going to do is talk about all of our feelings and have a nice little emotional setting where we can talk about our feelings and how we deal with... Con- no, I'm kidding. Uh, we're going to talk about just what we think about creative Creation Club. As a cre- I want to say Creative Club, and I don't know why. <laughs> it drives me insane. But the Creation Club, just kind of what we feel in general about it. And then we're going to go through and kind of do a little mini review of all the different creations I haven't played all of them. I've only played a handful of them. So I'm going to be leaning on AKB because I'm pretty sure he's the only one that's gone in and got every single one <laughs> um, and has like something to say about them. So first of all, 
AKB, this was kind of your pet topic you wanted to bring up. So why don't you get started on a kind of a, how do you feel overall about Creation Club? Now, isn't that a question? That's a big question, out. just right off the start. So, I wrote down some of my general thoughts, and I will have to bring that up. Just to begin, it's extremely expensive for the type of person I am. Like, I want to own a game in its entirety, so I don't really like seeing a $200 price tag for a game. Yeah. Like, one of the games I was super interested in, I never spent any money on, was a Star Citizen, because <laughs> it's literally, like... You can spend more than $27,000 on that game, not own all the ships. Yeah. It's how, how much have they made now? It's something in the millions of dollars. They broke $250 million because there is no God. <laughs> yeah, I would agree with the first point there that it is expensive. That's kind of... I've, I've purchased a couple of the things. Um, I've missed out on a few of the... Uh, more like they've given away them on sales for free or like a dollar or things like that. So I've missed a bunch of them, but I've purchased the survival mode, forgotten seasons, and one other one. I can't remember which one it was. Now, I don't like think this is entirely like passionateless money grab. Uh, Obviously, Bethesda is interested in making money, their company. Uh, that said, a lot of the creations do have genuine effort put into them. A lot of them have some extremely high levels of craftsmanship, in my opinion. And more often than not, I'm finding them surpassing any relevant mod uh, that does the same stuff that I have tried. I'm not a big mod fan, so that's kind of a limited opinion on that, I would admit. Yeah, I kind but, of... Oh, go ahead. Oh, uh, no. Go ahead, man. So I'll come in kind of with a little bit of a counter as the corporate shill that I am. That... <laughs> I'm not actually, I actually very much when I first heard the idea, as a person that doesn't spend a lot of time on Reddit or internet forums or anything like that, I like, I go on Twitter, I get a lot of news that way, but I generally don't go into there. When I first heard the news, I was very excited because I thought it was a brilliant idea. I thought being able to bring some legitimacy and ease of use and actual like monetary like incentive for uh more lack of a better way the the less hardcore the more just casual players was a really good thing here's uh here's where i stand on that there is like just as an outside observer there is so much controversy surrounding like Everything in the modding scene. Yes. So I kind of understand why you may want to go, hey, let's get on top of this. Let's not have this dumpster fire 
be the thing that most people associate with us. Let's have a curated list. So if that's their plan, which it's not exactly from what I've seen, of course, uh, I'm more fine with it than I would have been. Yeah, I think, so for me even, it's not even a fact of a um, trying to legitimize and solve the problems with mods. I think a lot of it is, A, the majority of people, we'll take Skyrim as an example, I'm positive the majority of people that play Skyrim do not play with mods. And have never touched a mod, have never even considered going in and downloading a mod, because... For the average person that's playing that game, considering how popular it was, installing a mod is kind of scary. Like if you're not used to it. Yeah, if, if you're, you're not, not that sort of it, person, if you're not a technical person, if you're not like a nerd like us, like I have no problem with it. But I think if I was to ask like a family member or something like that to go in and try to install a mod, they'd be like. Yeah, I'm not going to do this. It looks I have to like copy files over and stuff like that or install this program that I don't know what it is. Someone said something about Nexus and installing that. Like, I don't know. I just want to play the game. I think allowing mods to kind of exist within the game itself and coming from Bethesda gives it that legitimacy for the average user. So, I'm a big fan. I'm a big as long as modding never doesn't really um, change or it doesn't go away and they only allow you to mod through creation club i think i'm okay however they roll it out but uh yeah Trainwiz is saying he's not sure because the modding number download numbers for xbox are absolutely insane so i'll, uh, I'll double check the I numbers will, but i will say that the whole them running their own mod service now in kind of competition to previous community programs, probably hints towards more they want to take over how their mods are seen. Because they probably go like, these things are one of the main things people associate with our games. And there's a lot of weird and crazy things going on. So now if we have a curated uh, list or a service we control and we can moderate on, on our own, we can kind of get away from any bad news about the modding scene that may or may not happen. Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, but I would say, and this isn't this is not a Bethesda only thing, is the cost per download of a lot of these things, and I don't. I, there's very few games I think that do it well it's like the cost just feels a little bit too high when it's, at like first blush it's just like i understand that there's costs associated with it and things like that but it just it feels like it's it's priced out of the reach of my like oh you know what this is a cost of a coffee i'm gonna get that much entertainment out of it no worries like it feels like it's just that one step too high yeah and that's uh, why i haven't really gotten much into it the only ones that have been the ones that were made free there are nope. some that are better than others. I think it depends on the content level that you actually get behind them. Me and AKB had quite a long conversation about it and comparing them back to Oblivion's plugins. Yeah, we the did find some were actually like 
comparatively priced, which was surprising to say the least. Was it Saints and Seducers was the same price as Knights of the Nine? Uh, I think. I don't remember. Uh, but also keep in mind, like, I think you're calculating it on the fly there. And you're like, yeah, it costs like 200 real dollars to buy everything. Yeah. Yeah. Real dollars is a major purchase, in my opinion. I know some people have like a much more disposable income. So they go like, well, I don't really care. Um, but for me, that's me going like, yeah, that's that's too much. Yeah, you shouldn't think of spending that money on a game, would you? You wouldn't Which go out and of... buy a single game for that money. Though it it does happen in like any in many games with when you start talking about microtransactions and DLCs and things like that. Like, I think that's one of those things that because it's a small amount each time. You, people don't keep track of what they've spent. Exactly. Well, that's kind of the thing, is the, like, how many people actually keep track of a cup of coffee that they buy? Barely anybody, because it's just, like, it's, it's for, for from a very privileged and uh, perspective, it's considered throwaway money. Right. Because it's such a small amount that you're like, oh, it's just a coffee. Like, I just bought a coffee. But uh, for a, like... When they get out of that range, it's really hard to just kind of think about it. That said, like, the other thing I'm mainly worried about is the precedent it's setting for the industry. And Bethesda's, I would say, is behind the ball here. Like, other companies have been doing this and much more egregiously for much longer. Like, uh, CIG, the people who, Cloud Imperium or whatever they're called... Uh, the people who make Star Citizen are the standout example because they're selling like $27,000 microtransactions uh, made out of things that don't exist. Yeah. Uh, you have the same thing with EA selling characters in a sequel to a game that were previously just available in that game without really adding new characters. You have Ubisoft with its... I, mean, I haven't played many... Ubisoft games recently. The most recent one I played was Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and they had the same exact item shop as the Creation Club. Yeah. I don't think it was made by the community members, mind you, but that was it. That is the nice thing with Creation Club outside of even if it's just like, holy crap, these are crazy expensive like microtransactions. I do like the idea that they got creators from the community that can go in and come up with new fresh ideas um though i also know there's some debate about whether people like that or not because we get into the, the whole new realm of what's <coughs> canon which has been debated to death i believe with within uesp and imagine elsewhere too of is creation club canon um as far as i'm aware and correct me if i'm wrong we at uesp creation club content is considered canon am I, is it not it is yeah. An official message given to us by Carter Griffey basically said it's an official release. It's not necessarily canon. And the fact that we're treating it as canon is basically, in my opinion, if it gets contradicted, if it's like 
clearly thrown away lore yeah. for the future. Who cares? It can get thrown away with it. Uh, for now, it's there. It's what we have available from Bethesda after so many years besides ESO and ESL. So that's all we really have to go off of. Yeah, I think it's fair too. It's one of those things like it seems accurate, but if something contradicts it, something contradicts the main games all the time too. So There are some uh, not so... Good decisions made in uh, Creation Club. That is a very fair statement. That said, does anyone want to talk about specific uh, general gripes before we start talking about the The specifics? specifics. Yeah. No, I think I covered uh, pricing, I think, is one of the biggest gripes. but yeah, I personally like the idea and the concept behind it of having a system for people who may not be as comfortable downloading a mod to be able to go in and still purchase something. And the fact that they're... I know paid mods was the huge kerfuffle, for lack of paid a better Paid mods word. was worse, uh, I would say, because I don't think there was that curation. Uh, yeah, I think there's like, many from the examples we saw. I don't think that creation that there was any oversight into what could be a paid mod or not. For sure, I think yeah, paid mods is one of those things that I'm like conflicted on because yes, I like the amount of work some of the creators put into the mods is astronomical, and I would love it for a way for them to be compensated properly and like realistically for the amount of work that they do and the amount of enjoyment I get. I know they have donation links and things like that, but that's that's not really quite the same like as if it was it's like, not got that ease of use. Exactly. If I could just go on, press a button, buy this one, like from a little marketplace, buy it. But at the same time, if I download a mod for Skyrim that's going to change something and it doesn't work with another one of my um, add-ons or mods or things that I've had before, it doesn't... Now Now I'm like, well, what the heck? Like, I just paid for this thing and it won't even work and it breaks my Skyrim game. Like, that's where I think Creation Club actually kind of solves that a little bit too, is it gives you that, like, no, we've tested this. These ones are fine. They'll all work together. You don't have to work with Which them. Which gives you some semblance that it will work in some way. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, so the Maybe mod, not fully. It's Bethesda, but... It will mostly work. <laughs> My horse will mm-hmm. still fly into the sky at some point, I'm sure. Um, that all said, uh, there, there was start... also the, um, the issue of uh, quality of um, mods, which can vary greatly. Oh, yeah. And uh, with, um, I'm not happy with everything we get from. Uh, creation club but it's at least it's everything seems decent there are things which are like mm, could have been better oh the, the arrows are nice they, they they there's a lot of things too it's like this could be better but has there been any that have been like game breaking broken yeah which also one? in the in terms of um model quality and uh, stuff it's 
at least uh, at least uh, decent everything they yeah. uh, they do yeah. what not said from all mods. I definitely agree with that. That said, now to start getting into the specific mods. Uh, uh, quick question before we get into the specifics. Can you uh, remove the Creation Club things? Uh, yes, like you if... can disable them. Okay, because I don't think I had figured that out for the uh, one, the like weather, the the very first one. Survival mode? Yeah, survival mode. It's like sometimes I just want to play, you know, vanilla without that. Yeah, you can. You don't have to do survival mode though. It's just an option you can set. I know. I didn't know if that was an option or not. If I could remove that. Yeah, even in well, game, survival but... mode can be uh, disabled. Turned you can off. just say, "I don't want to do survival okay. mode this time." Good to know. <laughs> uh, what about the other ones? ones? I think they can't easily. They can't easily disabled. You you can ignore you can, them. You can delete them. It's yeah. You you can. You can uh, delete the files themselves, but uh, that's at least some point where the uh, average game uh, person is not comfortable with. To yeah, get that is interesting. And how does that work then like, on console? Console. I don't, I don't think consoles... I imagine you can't remove them then. I have yeah. no knowledge because I am not paying for it twice. <laughs> <laughs> Really? Maybe he won't pay for it twice, but maybe he'll pay for it three times. <laughs> Creation Club is not meant to be removed because uh, if re you remove any mod, add-on, whatever mid-game, you will uh, you will screw up your save game. Yeah, due to I the way due to the way uh, this, uh, the game the data is stored in the save game, there will always be remnants of everything that is removed. It, yeah, may, it might not uh, have any impact. Trainwinds in the oh. chat is saying that it can lead to some uh, big problems um, if you okay. uninstall them mid-game, yeah, which that makes sense. sense. And Mods yeah, I guess that's part of why I haven't really used mods that much because yeah. I'm afraid of, okay, what if I don't want this anymore? I'm going to totally break stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, generally, I, will, I only really mod a, a game after, or like mod a Skyrim game after I done everything I wanted to do in that game and then like I'm like okay I can mod it now and then if I wanted if it doesn't work then I just go back to the old save so so I just got you got 47 of these I believe to go through we're gonna <laughs> like, go through them all one by one with AKB reading them as slowly as humanly possible in great detail no we'll we'll probably we'll touch on most of them uh if we don't get to all of them I apologize but let's kind of get started with just a quick thought. I think survival mode is actually one of the ones that we want to. We kind of have to spend a little bit of time on because that was like the first kind of proof of concept. I think was it not? And that basically turned it into a survival game where you had to worry about like actually RPing, eating, and finding somewhere warm, and getting the proper clothing on, and things like that, which I really liked. Um, but AKB, I know you have a gripe about it, which I kind of agree with. Yeah. So when we are trying to, when I was trying to determine as I think the only person at UESV who has bought them all, uh, the list from worst to f best, as I like to say, worst to first, <laughs> I generally have three things. If it's good, which was completely objective, how much it cost, which got 
could be a major drag for some of them if it was lore appropriate if it if it didn't really fit in with the setting it was obviously going to be more worrisome uh a kind of fourth one that i didn't really talk about in the list that much as like an individual one because it was very specific was if it should have been the purview of the community and by that i mean like if it was in creation club like and survival mode is my number one example of that you're kind of locking it out from most people so it won't get developed more yeah which seems like survival mode definitely needed that in my opinion it just needed some tweaks to make it more ideal to me and i'm sure if it was a free creation club thing permanently or if it was just like added as an update with the creation club and not as an actual creation it would probably gotten some more community people looking at it tweaking it uh making it something more i would actually use yeah i think that's probably my biggest gripe too is survival mode should have been a permanently free creation club as like the here's the like kind of an example of what it can do because it was free for a while if i remember correctly yes it was absolutely. Free for a long time. yeah but then it kind of went away so it was like uh okay cool now we're done i guess it's gonna cost money and that does as you're saying freeze out a lot of people i think that would have been like a from a business point of view giving people that first hits free isn't always a bad idea so that might be of a good like oh wow the quality of this is really good because that's the one thing with survival mode that i noticed like I wish it was part of the base game, but it's really, really good. Like, I really liked playing it that way, and it was a, it was a new, fresh take that I could get on the game. Um, that made the game feel a lot different overall. Like, I remember just being, like, lost in the wilderness more and, like, finding a cave to sleep in to make a fire and do all that stuff. So that was really good. But I, I do agree that it shouldn't have cost money. It should have either been an update to the game that you could turn on and off, or free forever which brings us to the beginning of our list for what i consider to be the absolute worst creation of course survival mode which (laughs) there's a lot of work put into it that i feel is just simply wasted by the fact that it is tied to the creation club system in the way it is it should have been free it should have been just there people could have remixed it you could have gotten the experience you wanted I still like, think it was fun, though. It's. I still enjoyed I, it when I played it and played through that game mode. So I wouldn't. I don't know if I would list it in my worst category, but I understand why you would list it there. Yes, and keep in mind, my list is absolutely objective. You cannot argue with it. This is the correct order. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Okay. So next up, camping. I don't remember Camp- camping. That's. Probably part of the problem. It's kind of a <laughs> really a tie-in to survival mode, which it goes hand in hand. You build a fire, you can cook from there, and you can rest anywhere. Something that's kind of important for survival mode, which I'm currently showing on the stream. It's you get cold, you need to eat, you need to rest, and those are all things that are inconvenient in survival mode. Like, for me, survival mode, ideally, 
I could fast travel. I'd have more control over it myself. Maybe I could like literally switch off every setting I could or couldn't, but because of the way it's available, that's just not an option. So survival mode and camping, those are the ones I go like, there's no reason to get unless you very specifically want to do it. Yeah, if you well, want to play think... that specific way. Yes. And then Sorry, what you... was that, Sarthus? Oh, they are free. <clears throat> or if they're free. Yeah, gettable if it's free at the time, too. Also consider the fact that there are community versions of these available. So you may want to just look at the mods that already do this. Fair. Um, moving on. Yes. Oh, go ahead. So, yeah, I was just going to say, moving on, the holiday pack. Didn't really the Saturalia holiday pack. It is... I have to switch back to, over to my other uh, save. The Saturday... Saturalia holiday pack is very weird because it seems like it's something out of an MO. Uh, like, it's a pack that kind of celebrates Saturalia, but there's no Saturalia celebrations in Skyrim programmed in. So you can have Saturalia-themed equipment, but you can't do anything with it. It's kind of like a vanity thing for an MMO, like... An MMO may be like, oh, hey, it's a holiday. Let's have holiday stuff. It's like... So it's literally like a clothing pack out of an MMO. I don't understand why this was in Skyrim. I don't understand why it costs money. I mean, that's... I, I think that that's the sort of thing they should add to the base game, really. Just holidays. In Daggerfall, you'd think like things that you could do on the yeah. days, so... If there was Elder Scrolls actual... Has that. If there was actual holiday stuff to do, yeah. uh, it would be a lot better. But it's just clothing. And a uh, reindeer. Reindeer! <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so moving on, we had Stendar's Hammer next, which was... Did it ever... Did It, it cost money when that came out. It still cost money, right? It cost money when I last checked. Yeah. Uh, Stender's Hammer, which... Is right here. I don't understand. This was one where I went like, is this a joke? Because if you're familiar with the lore, Stender's hammer is unusable. It weighs too much to be a practical weapon. Yeah. It's, and I have to give it points for lore appropriateness. It's <laughs> way too heavy. But why does this exist in the game as something I would have to buy separately? Because there's no circumstances I would reasonably want to use Stender's Hammer as a weapon weighing 100 pounds and giving me stamina uh, debuffs for trying to use the thing. <laughs> it gives you stamina debuffs? Yes, it yeah. uh, uses more stamina. Oh. Uh, yeah, I guess the only reason that that one would be is oh train was the saying it also only has a hundred durability so basically you get one use with it yeah that was, that was how Marrowind. it was in in Morrowind yeah yes in Skyrim it doesn't matter but uh the weird thing is I guess the only reason to get it would be to put it on display somewhere yes but Skyrim Ooh. doesn't do a good enough job at being able to put stuff on display for that to be. as you can see from my armor that's slowly moving yeah. It's slowly sliding down. 
Oh yeah, it's doing its own thing. So seems so, like another one of those things that would be more appropriate for like an MMO for vanity reasons. Yes, I don't. Un- I if Sender Zemmer has to be in the creation club, it should have been free forever because it's a joke item. Yeah, I think that's 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 probably I think one of the bigger things is like as a concept, I do not dislike. Um, creation club because there's a lot of ones that have been very good that I've been like yeah that was worth spending money on um, I disagree I think the survival mode is a good one overall because it is a, such a big change to the way you play the game like it makes the game feel fresh again I do agree though that like Stendar's Hammer is like this is just a cosmetic microtransaction that's all it is just call it that but it was more than it was like five bucks or something wasn't it it is expensive. It's, yeah. uh, it's one of the weirdest ones in this list. Yeah. Um, but moving on, Divine Crusader, I know, is one that gets a lot of hate from a lot of people. Um, that's because it's yes. fairly lore unfriendly because a bunch of random bandits have the Divine or the Crusader armor on, which is only supposed to be able to be worn by great heroes. That is exactly right. Did they ever rectify that in any way? Or like it has it? not been rectified and or really explained. There's That's also the issue that there's two sets of the armor now, which you can see the second one here, kind of copying Captain America or uh, what's his name, Thor, with its More wings. Thor, like I'd say, yeah. It's which makes sense with the Nordic influence, but so for lore appropriateness, Divine Crusader completely fails. It doesn't follow the lore of the series. It also is kind of underwhelming. Uh, The actual Divine Crusader armor in Oblivion, I would say, was hands down the best armor in that game. The Divine Crusader's enchantments don't inspire that same ability, and none of them really blew me away. Uh, The coolest one was probably the Divine Crusader Seder Shield, which gives you the same ward effect that the Spellbreaker Shield gives you. But again, you could have already gotten that with Spellbreaker. So, that said, we oh, have, ahead. what, 30 more to go through? Yes, most of these are going to be much quicker. Yes. I'm just we are. The that we head up. Because that's kind of the top five that we've ranked kind of the lowest. But I would also like to. My personal one ranking lower is the mud crab one. Um, the what is it? The armored mud crabs. Yes, it's it costs money. It sh- that shouldn't cost any money. That's it. It was just ridiculous. It was like it was like. Oh, what what was the cost? It was like a dollar or something. That is what it worked yeah. out to be. And I was like, no. This it was shouldn't... a very silly thing. It was a very bad way to introduce it to people. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure they had different ideas for how this would work compared to how it's working right now. Uh, so the Dwarven Mudcrab is definitely a growing pain in my opinion. But to start to go through the speedy ones, Nordic Jewelry, it's just inconsequential. I don't... It looks decent. And the creation wasn't very expensive, but there isn't really much to this. It's not really integrated into the world well. Uh, Rare Curios. 
don't buy it. It's now just included in Saints and Seducers. Is it still available for sale? It's still available for sale. Interesting. Uh, Good to know. I was thinking of getting that one. (laughs) Civil War Champions. It was an interesting idea. It was like one of the first ones that tried to do something, but it's just broken. It doesn't work very well. The actual quest, like, I lost the optional objectives. They just disappeared from the menu. So I can't actually complete it as intended without just killing everyone involved. Uh, Dwarven Armored Mudcrab, that's where Dwarven Armored Mudcrab is on my list. We already mentioned it. It should never have cost money. It's weird, and it doesn't really fit in with the lore. The next one is, I would say, a very subjective one. It's the Lord's Armor. The Lord's Armor. The Lord's Mail, that is. It just looks bad. And that's not their fault. The Lord's Mail has always looked really bad. It's an ugly armor. But, come on, just look at the thing. (laughs) Yeah, I don't understand like, why it looks so bad. It looks like it very much um, caters to edgelords. <laughs> yeah, the helmet like wasn't part of it, I think. I think that no, was but even just one. like the black and reds and stuff like that. It's not my favorite. Ruin's Edge, which I believe I threw on the floor somewhere. Oh, dear. Ruin's Edge is now missing. We lost it. Oh, I there we go. Put it on a weapon click? I literally just dropped it. Okay, Rune's Edge, the problem with it was it was too expensive for its price for what it gives you, because Rune's Edge is just not that great of a bow. I did find it. It looks really nice, though. It does look really cool, though. Elite Crossbows, same problem as the next one on the list, except you get even fewer stuff for it. For 400 credits, you get two crossbows. And in the expanded pack, which is the very next one on our list, you get eight crossbows. So, so quick question on these ones, too. So we're kind of in the, the realm of just creations that are just weapons, which I don't really understand the purpose of getting because at some point everything gets easy in Skyrim. Yeah. So they don't, they're more just like a cool to have. This was a problem I did have with the Creation Club. It kind of got dropped from the list. Uh, Go ahead. So my question is, is, but from what I've seen recently, and I haven't bought any of the newer creations, but that they've they've stopped mostly just adding weapons in, and now it's they're adding quest lines with the weapons and doing a lot more with them. Are these yeah, ones, and like NPCs the, and locations. Yeah, it's they're adding new ones. locations and they're adding NPCs and things like that with it. So are these ones that are lower on your list, the ones that are just a, an item and they don't include like a nice quest or a story or new locations with them? That is included. Uh, I included how much it cost, like how much actual content was in it. So the ones that were just go to the shelf, pick up this item, were considered usually lower. Gotcha, okay. Um, the other thing I did want to mention, since you kind of brought it up, was some of these items are overpowered. Like, uh, I, I think I wrote it down, but one of the items I just got was this Daedric Sword of the Inferno. I got that at, like, level 6. It's normally not something you can get in Skyrim at level 6. 
And that breaks the game because now I have a Daedric level equipment. Nothing's really a threat to me anymore. And that's fine if you weren't. I'm not really playing Skyrim for the challenge, I guess. This is more for me like, oh, you have to collect everything at best. But still, it's a frustrating thing to kind of just see game balance completely thrown out, especially for how easy some of these things are. Oh, nice. So, uh, Train was insane. As they expand, as we expanded the people on the CC, they started having more people add quests to them, which is nice. Yeah, because you know. I think the addition of quests to some of these items too makes a big difference. If it's a nice, engaging experience, that makes it more worthwhile, in my opinion, too. Because I want something that extends my playability of Skyrim. If I'm going to be spending money on something, I want to extend the playability. That's where I think survival mode actually fits in really well, uh, because it it changes the game enough that i'm like okay i'll play through it again um or forgotten forgotten seasons where it was like this beautiful new area that you could go and explore and do certain things with and it was huge and it was like engaging it extended the experience of me playing skyrim me getting a new bow isn't going to change anything i'm not going to have like oh we can do the if it's just like a five minute quest it doesn't really feel like I'm getting that much value out of it. And it's not, and Skyrim's not a game where I'm like, even in like ESO or Guild Wars or like World of Warcraft, where you're, you want to make a cool armor and like set up your transmog to be perfect so that other people see it and it looks cool. And you're talking with people that's like your avatar for you. That doesn't exist in Skyrim because it's only ever you. Exactly. Like, I guess you could take screenshots to share, but that's it. But with that said, to get back to our list, and we're still in the fast part of the list, (laughs) the expanded crossbow pack, which was the same thing as elite crossbows, except you got more of them, but it's also really expensive. It's 750 for all of them uh, for this uh, creation, which is half as expensive as the most expensive thing. So... You get eight crossbows, or you can just spend a bit more and get multiple armor sets, multiple spells, multiple quests. It's just too overpriced for what it is. Yeah. Uh, at this point, I'm kind of in out of like, oh, these ones are overpriced. Into it's more okay. This is like the crossover point for me. Uh, we have Nesh leather armor. It was extremely expensive at 600 credits where you're basically getting a set of armor and an Easter egg in the boots of blinding speed. The armor looks good. The asking price is a lot considering the amount of content in it. Like we're going to look at some of these later down the list, Bell Knight armor, which kind of the same thing, uh, but you just get more items with it. So, for less money. So, I think those should be repriced, if anything. Plague of the Dead, it was just weird, but brought back normal Tez Zombies. Tez Zombies, uh, the normal, like, Walking Dead kind, versus the, like, Mummy Zombies we get in normal Skyrim. Because the secret thing about Skyrim that no one really talks about is the fact that Skyrim is really Egypt. 
but it was okay. It's implemented into the world. Sorry, to I'm a still degree. processing Skyrim as actually Egypt in my head here. But we'll talk <laughs> about that at another time because we want to get through these still. You will talk about that at the other time, but you'll find that that metaphor works very well. Yeah, we'll talk about that another time. Um, uh, the Plague of the Dead kept us high on the list simply because it actually worked with the game. Like, you'll run into normal zombies uh, at random times after this. So it's like, oh, hey, the thing I paid money for is in my game in a noticeable way. So, uh ne- I'm oh, actually go going to skip us ahead a little bit. Because if I'm looking through the middle, if we go through kind of goblins, wild horses, arcane accessories, Nyx Hound, pets of Skyrim, alternative armors, uh, those ones, are, they all are kind of, we're, we're in that stage of like, this, even like Staff of Shiagorath, the Staff of Hazadoki, Sunder, Wraithguard. It's, we're now in that stage where these are kind of all in the same bucket, I would say. They're there. Yeah, they're there. They added these things. Um, maybe we should go and kind of go through now, just to, for the sake that we're not here for another hour, um, kind of like the top five or six of them and kind of say why you thought those were really good. Hmm, maybe. Uh, I'll, let me preview the list since you're throwing my plans out the window. <laughs> Mid, <laughs> mid-show, just... Got to keep it fresh, yeah. No, I'm, I, I I like the list. And actually, you know what? Maybe we'll post the list somewhere that everybody can read it. Um, a little Maybe. bit later and see all of AKB's thoughts and everything. I'm just more considering that they're, we're in the stage where, like, yeah, this was this was okay. This one was okay. They added this weapon. The quest was cool. This is okay. But I want to talk agree. more about, like, a little bit of, like, the... So for a very long period of time, they were okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I would say that we got into the good ones at Adventurer's Backpack, which that's going to be in my cutoff for these ones were actually good. Uh, actually, I take that back. Arkham Archer show up and ring tire. So the list was actually incorrect. Oh, no. you're But you said it was infallible. So it is infallible. So I guess Arkham Archer was worse than I remembered it. Adventurer's Backpack was where I would say we get into the good ones. They're decent looking. They're logically implemented into the world. You can find them where you would expect in like shops and stuff. The only real problem I have is they're extremely overpowered, which it's free carry weight uh, and one random other buff for most of them. That said, it just looks good. It works with the world. It looks super cool. Yeah. Uh, we're going to skip ahead a bit more. We had Vigil, Enforcer, and Spell Knight Armor next to each other. They're the same thing. They're the best, in my opinion, of the new armor sets. You get a lot of good variety for what you're paying for. Uh, near the top of our list was all the, and I'm going to mispronounce it, but Eleonora houses. Uh, they cost between 300 and 400 credits. You get a house of Fairly high quality. The house I've been in this entire time, she made. Yeah, they look. It's beautiful. It's very beautiful. Which one is it? Uh, Hendraheim. They all look very beautiful. The only real problem is they're free, 
well, after you buy them, they're free in game. <laughs> I was gonna say the only thing I'm bad with them is they're free. Uh, but That's no, yeah. Uh, yeah, you're basically paying money to cheat because you get this beautiful, perfect house with everything you could possibly need for the entire game. Uh, you used to have to pay money for that in Skyrim. You have to get your gold, build your, or you had to build your house like yeah, in Hearthfire. So it's kind of kills the experience, but it looks very nice. If you're tired of grinding for gold, they're nice. I don't really get the um, point of houses. I mean, I go there, put all my stuff in a chest, and go back adventuring. Oh, I am the exact opposite in them. And as when Hearthfire came out, I spent way too much time in a house trying to move every particular thing exactly where I wanted it and move it around. But I'm also like that in <laughs> real life, where I, I rearrange rooms in my house like twice a year. Just because I just because I can, and I'll put stuff up, and I'll be very meticulous. Like as you can see, I built shelving into my walls behind me specifically because I wanted to like be able to display my armor and loot in a proper way. Like I'm, I'm house to the max when it comes to video games. Like give me a, <laughs> give me a house. Uh, now we're into our technical top three. Uh, the Great Kel returns made into our top three. It was one of the more recent ones. It looks very nice. It had an okay quest with it. Uh, the thing I will note about The Great Cal Returns is it was probably the only one that was less overpowered than, as far as Creation Club goes, than the actual one we got in Oblivion. And that kind of surprised me. Like, most of... Like I said, most of the things in Creation Club are overpowered by design. The Grey Calf Nocturnal, from all the messing around with it I did, it didn't have the you get away with all crimes for free forever now uh, feature. So I wonder if that's a bug or if that's intentional. I don't know. Interesting. Next, Forgotten Seasons. The only thing I wrote was, it's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Which is funny, because that's generally considered, like, the quintessential of the, like, Creation Club content. Like, it's... (laughs) I actually didn't include it on the list originally, and then I noticed that TrainWiz was watching this video. It was the only one I excluded, and I went like, well, I'm gonna feel bad now. Uh, Honestly... Forgotten Seasons is definitely one of the best ones they made. There's a lot of neat new stuff, neat new equipment. It isn't overpowered, in my opinion. Uh, Especially since you do have to work for them. The quests, well, I wouldn't say were like, oh, I could never, like, you'd have to be like genius level IQ to solve these puzzles. It took a fun. That's the biggest thing, like, and that's a very hard thing to do with a puzzle. Yeah. Like, even, like, so, since I just did the Bleak Barrow Falls. Did I say it right? Yes, I did. <laughs> oh my God. Bleak Falls Barrow. Bleak Falls Barrow. <laughs> oh, I'll never say it right. <laughs> it's the USP all over again. Um, the Bleak Falls Barrow. Yes, okay. No one's correcting me. Um, <laughs> the Dragon Claw puzzle is so simple. 
And even like all the little it's like puzzles they have in there. No, remember there's the not the there's a dragon claw where you have to match the um maybe you're saying it's that simple it's not a puzzle it's not that but it's fun and it's you get a little tiny sense of accomplishment the first time you do it you're like oh i get it like it's that little like click moment and i had the same things kind of like in forgotten seasons where it felt it didn't feel like i was like i need to go to the wiki and look this up i'm going to uninstall the game because i can't figure it out i don't like that like that isn't good gameplay to me it was the very like you could see the threads of okay i see the solution to the puzzle through this for the most part uh i just have to work through it they weren't yeah i wasn't really overly challenged which i guess i'm fine with uh i am happy that hopefully we will get more puzzles again in elder scrolls games and bethesda games in general i enjoy a puzzle every now and then i like a puzzle yeah i like a puzzle that I can solve within the game. I think I also once oh, I have go to go out to a wiki or an other site or go on Google and type in the quest name and how to solve it is where it starts to become less fun for me because I'm like, well, I don't I want to be able to be experiencing in the game and if it's like, oh, you need to actually find the hidden switch that's under the 300 different jars and you need to know which one to pick first or you die. I'm like, that's not fun. That's right. That's almost a topic in itself, just talking <laughs> yeah. about what makes a good puzzle. What's we might puzzle? do that. We might go back to that soon. Yeah. Maybe next uh, week. That said, the, uh, the other nice way. thing... Oh, go ahead, Sarathus. The process would also be in a way that um, when you replay it for the tenth time, they should still be at least not annoying. Yeah. Like... All right, I know I have to go there, then I have to go there, and then I have to turn back, and oh shit, I fell down, I have to start again. Yeah. Oh, jump puzzles. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the other nice thing about the Forgotten Seasons, one, besides its replayability and the number of things you can collect, was they did have some actual difficult fights. I would say there was two that were hard yep. uh one against this apprentice guy that they built up in its story with the random bandits that were raiding the place and the final boss of course the final boss actually have been there well, sorry what was that i think this kind of no spoilers please i haven't oh, been no there spoilers <laughs> when did I forgot the come but out I still been there a few months. What's that? It was more than a few months ago, wasn't it? Yeah. It was December. Was it? A, that's all, that was a year December. ago. According to the wiki, anyway, it was December. Yeah, okay. okay was it was last yeah, December. Train was yeah, should know. Train was says it came out last December. Okay, so it was about a year ago. <laughs> You've had enough time to start this. The was... statute on limitations of spoilers is... Grossly well, long overdue. <laughs> Spoil the final boss fight. There's multiple stages with multiple different attack patterns. It's a more traditional boss fight that, honestly, I don't think any Elder Scrolls game did before it in the main series. So it was a very refreshing thing to see, yeah. like an actual boss. Yeah, actual because Skyrim doesn't really have bo- even like Mirak and like Dragonborn didn't feel like a boss fight. 
Exactly. Like it felt like another enemy that you had to fight. Like it didn't feel like they were trying there to mind. They're trying to it, but yeah, it just didn't feel quite the same. Right. But that's basically all I have to say about Forgotten Seasons. It does seem like it's one of the few you guys actually have had to play, so I guess I'll throw it to you guys. Do you have anything else to say? Nope. Nothing here. I've said what I wanted to. And last and very not least, we have Saints and Seducers. The largest one from the most recent release. It was also the most expensive one. It adds, to basically summarize, it adds a very at least decent quest structure for getting the things related to it. There's a lot of unique equipment from the Shivering Isles. It all looks really good. It isn't overpowered, in my opinion. It all blends in well with the game. Like, there was legitimately a lot of clear work put into it. I really enjoyed playing through it, which is... Like, I would say two creations. I went, like, maybe three. I would say I had I was I actually had fun playing through. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other nice thing about it was the amount of kind of hidden content. Like, uh, there was just off on the side, the Ring of Disrobing, which it's an Easter egg item, kind of like uh, the uh, Hammer of Stendar. Except the fact that you just got it with a bunch of actual good stuff yeah. instead of just getting this terrible item and paying for it separately. Which, for an Easter egg, that's how it should have been done. Yeah. There's also this giant hidden path to unlock uh, Stada. Well, it's not very hidden, but you had to think about it a little bit. Which, again, it's a trend I like to encourage in Elder Scrolls games. A degree of thinking. I haven't had a chance. I haven't played Saints and Seducers yet, so I don't know. Can't really talk about it too much myself, but it does, from what I've seen and heard, it sounds like a pretty good one. It is a, definitely the best of the current offerings. And that is all of them that we mentioned. So if you had to recommend a couple like for people who haven't really done any or many, what would those be? Top recommendations be then? Probably Forgotten Seasons, Saints and Seducers, uh, Saints and Seducers, Elemental Arrows, the Backpack One, maybe Umbra. Uh, Umbra and hold on. it's over here. Come on, Don Fing and Dustwing. Uh, Don Fing and Dustwing. Those ones, uh, Umbra and Don Fing had. Decent quests. The Umber quest was the other one that I was going like tentatively. I actually had fun playing through because it had a somewhat cool boss fight. Uh, that said, I definitely don't recommend buying everything off of the Creation Club store. It clearly wasn't designed for completionists in mind, which is definitely, in my opinion, the you worst thing about it. Don't buy everything, not buy it somewhere else, correct? 
yes, yeah. don't buy everything. It's too expensive. Yeah, it's not worth buy it somewhere completing else. the set. Legitimately, that's what I, I didn't know if there was a like humble bundle or something where you could also get toads or something like that. But they should in the future. That'd be a good idea if they don't. <laughs> but that is the Creation Club mostly reviewed, except for the fact that Pylon made me skip most of them. I made them you skip because, half of them. Because he's <laughs> a cruel, cruel host. I'm a taskmaster. And oh. I say... You carry it? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, but no, yeah, so I think we got through a lot of them, kind of our thoughts on it. So my overall thought is Creation Club, cool. I just don't want it to cost as much money. Um, but I'm... I'm I'm happy that it gives a way to also give creators a chance to kind of show show off their work a little bit and make some get some compensation for it, as well as continuing to keep Skyrim alive because there's the game's old. The fact that they're still adding content to it is like the fact that they're still adding <laughs> content to a single player game. Is kind of crazy. Years in the line. It's a long time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a long time for them to still be adding content in. So I think it's cool, but I think we've kind of moved past the oh, paid mods are bad um, fighting that we used to have. So I think it's still. I think people are a little bit more content with it. But please lower your prices, especially for us in Canada, because it's just insane. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, I think that's a good place for us to call it before we all fall asleep because it's late everywhere. It's been a long stream. It's, it's been it's a long early, one. I think yeah. you'll find. If we're waiting a little bit more, it's early. Yeah, just wait another hour more and Sarsis has to wake up. Awesome. <laughs> well, on behalf of myself and AKB and Alara and Sarthus and Kiz and all of the other guests that we have and everybody at the UESP, we thank you for joining us on another adventure in the unofficial elder scrolls podcast and i hope you all have some fantastic adventures in nern bye for now everybody the lord's mail